and I came out of the room and my face was just like lit up like that was the coolest thing I've ever seen you know like she could just tell I was like beaming you know and she was like you just you need to do this like I can tell that you just really really like this atmosphere You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the knowledge and confidence you need to erase the unknowns of pregnancy and birth and rock the newborn days like a boss. My name is Liesl Team. I'm a fellow mom, labor and delivery nurse, and your host. Each week on this podcast, you'll hear a mix of birth stories, expert interviews, and other fun pregnancy and birth-related content. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now let's get into this week's episode. Happy Monday. This week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, I am joined by my sister and MLN team member, Jenna, for a fun get to know me style episode. Got to keep it light every once in a while, right? (laughs) Usually I am actually the one interviewing other people, as you guys know, but this week Jenna is going to interview me so that you can get to know me better professionally and personally as well. I'll talk about, you know, some personal stuff. You'll hear about how I got started in L&D, my L&D superpower, what I'd be doing if I wasn't a labor and delivery nurse, and a whole lot more. Are you ready to learn more about Liesl? (laughs) Let's do it. Second trimester mamas, did you know that I have a totally free second trimester printable pack just for you? Yeah, I do. (laughs) Inside, you'll find a second trimester checklist so you feel certain nothing's falling through the cracks with 22, yes, 22 more to-dos. And make sure you don't skip number 15. You don't know what number 15 is until you grab that prep pack, but it's very important. (laughs) You'll also get a baby registry checklist that includes diapers to clothing to all the gear that you need. Get insider tips on all the must-haves. And our old wives' tale worksheet created just for fun because we all need fun, right? right? Yeah. (laughs) Created just for fun to see if you can guess your baby's sex based on 20 old wives' tales. To grab all of this for free, simply head over to mommylabornurse.com slash second trimester. That's mommylabornurse.com slash S-E-C-O-N-D trimester to grab your free second trimester prep pack today. Hi, Jenna. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thanks so much for sitting here with me today. What are we going to talk about? (laughs) What are we going to talk about? We're going to talk all about you. Oh. Yeah. And in this case, I'm actually the interviewer and you're the interviewee. Oh. (laughs) Okay. Well, let's get right into it. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know Jenna, she's my sister. She's been on the podcast a lot. So if this is your first time listening, go back and search for Jenna and listen to all the Jenna episodes to get to know Jenna. But Jenna's my sister and she also works for Mommy Labor Nurse. And sometimes she comes on the podcast for fun episodes. Yeah. Usually it's the fun ones. I don't get into the medical stuff, but like birth, you know, your birth story, postpartum, stuff like that. I'm usually on. So yeah, she's a pretty good question asker too. So she's usually my my go-to question asker when I need Mm -hmm. someone for this type of episode. (laughs) 
Yes. Okay. Yeah, we just thought it would be a fun little episode to do for you guys. Keep it kind of light, you know, and just so you guys can kind of get to know me a little bit better and talk about labor and delivery stuff and mommy labor nurse stuff. And yeah, short little fun episode. Yeah, it'll be fun. Okay. Are you ready, Lazel? I'm ready. All righty. The first question is, where are you from? How old are you? And what's your official job title? So I guess that's three questions, but... (laughs) And what does that mean? What does your job title mean? Yes. So I am originally from New Jersey. I was born up north in Mount Holly, New Jersey, which if you ask me where that is on a map, I could tell you what state New Jersey is, but I could not tell you where that is in New Jersey. I have no idea. (laughs) I was just born there and I moved down to North Carolina when I was like three or four, I think. So I pretty much say I'm from North Carolina because I went to kindergarten here. But yes, so what was the next question? Oh, how old am I? I am 33. I just had a birthday back in July. And my official job title is a long one, I guess. I am the founder of Mommy Labor Nurse. I am a labor and delivery nurse part-time. And I'm also a mom, I guess. I feel like that. That's a job title. Yeah, right? I feel like Mm -hmm. that hits all the things. (laughs) I think so So, too. I don't know what that means. Like that just means that I wear a lot of hats. I think that's what that means. Yes. Yes. You do. Definitely do. Yes. But I like being busy, you know, like I feel like I get bored when I'm not busy. So. Right. I'm totally with you. Kind of just running on a hamster wheel. You know, I just, yeah, I just (laughs) kind of like it. I don't know. It motivates me (laughs) when when I always have something to do, you know? Yeah. I feel that. Okay. Next question. What was your first exposure to the world of labor and delivery? Okay, so I guess this answer is maybe two things. Back when I was in middle school, I used to watch that show, A Birth Story. I loved that show. I would, you know, when I was homesick or something or when I would get home from school, I'd watch it. It's just a show on TLC about people who had a birth story and they gave birth and you would see inside the hospital when they gave birth. So I just, I always really loved that show, A Birth Story. And I think that's kind of the first kind of taste I got of being interested in labor and delivery. And then our mom, you know, she's always spoke very highly of labor and delivery nurses. When she had me via C-section and had you as a V-back. So I've just always kind of had that in the back of my head as well. And then in terms of my first like inside the hospital experience with labor and delivery was in clinicals in nursing school. I had a, she wasn't my patient, but I was, you know, in a nursing student in her room and it was her second baby. And I remember when she was crowning and pushing and seeing like the little top of baby's head. And, you know, when that happens, the baby's head, it kind of molds a little bit to come out of mom's. It was like very wrinkly, like kind of coming out and, you know, it had hair, obviously. But I remember like looking at it and being like, is that it? Like how? And this was before I had kids, you know, and just being so like mind blown, like, wait, is that how it ha- like, is that how it ca-? just like mind blown? And then she kept pushing and it was her second baby. So it went pretty fast. And then the baby just kept coming and coming and coming. And this is usually the reaction that we see 
partners have if they, especially, if, you know, this is their first baby, that they're surprised that like, it just keeps coming and coming and coming. They, they think that the baby's head is very, very small at first when it's like crowning. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's a lot of head. So I remember <laughs> thinking that same thing when she was pushing this baby out. And yeah, it was her second baby. She pushed the baby out. And I just remember it being like, that was like literally the coolest thing I've ever seen in my entire life up until this point. And I think I was 21 or 22 and coming out of the room and my clinical instructor at the time, gosh, I don't remember her name. I wish I remembered her name, but I remember her and just how kind and sweet and what a good nursing instructor she was. And I came out of the room and my face was just like lit up like, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. You know, like she could just tell I was like beaming, you know, and she was like, you just, you need to do this. Like, I can tell that you just really, really like this atmosphere. Oh, wow. So it was just cool. I mean, I knew that, you know, but it was just like her kind of confirming like, wow, I can tell you really, really like this environment. And yeah, ever since then, I just knew that, you know, I mean, obviously I was already in nursing school, but I knew that eventually I wanted to get to some sort of labor and delivery-esque. My goal was always to be on labor and delivery, how I got there, whether it was postpartum first or working in pediatrics or this, that, and the other. But my goal was always to be a labor and delivery nurse and be that nurse that's, you know, holding the leg and charting and in the room as the baby's mm -hmm. actually coming out of mom. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. And I actually remember you watching that show a <laughs> lot. The baby story. What is it called? A baby story. I think they had a baby story, a wedding story, a something else story. It was like a series. I don't know. It was like on TLC or something, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I just remember being really grossed. <laughs> yeah. And even like in my high school child development class, we all had to watch a birth video. Really? And everyone was, yeah. And everyone was just cringing like, oh, that's so nasty. I could just see you. <laughs> you would yeah. probably be in the corner like, oh my God, this is amazing. It's so cool. But, yeah, yeah. That's, that's really, really cool. Okay. What were you doing when you decided to become a labor and delivery nurse? Yeah. So we kind of went over this question a little bit in the last one. But I will expand on this. So I was obviously I knew kind of going in from nursing school that I wanted to eventually be in labor and delivery. But my path there kind of was I graduated from nursing school. I worked in the ER in like a small kind of community hospital for a year just to get some experience because my current manager was the one who hired me, but she couldn't hire me when I first came out of nursing school because they didn't have any positions for new grads. So I had her email actually from a mutual friend. I had a mutual friend. She's still my friend, but it was a mutual like kind of family friend. And she was friends with a nurse that I still work with up on the floor. And I met her one time at like a Christmas party. And I was just like in awe of her, like, can you tell me everything you know? Like, I'd, I'm like, I really, really want to be a labor and delivery nurse one day, but, you know, just mm -hmm. kind, of, kind mm -hmm. of ridiculously getting excited about it. And so, yeah, so she was like, oh, yeah, you know, she's so chill. Like, she's, she's so chill. She was like, oh, yeah, like, no problem. Like, you know, here's her email. Like, text me if you need anything. And so I sent my manager an email. This was right when I graduated 
Actually, I think it was because I was an LPN actually before I became an RN. I kind of went obscure way to be an RN, but I was an LPN. I think actually I had met this person while I was still an LPN and I was in RN school. I can't exactly remember. But anyways, I remember I emailed my manager. I had that still had that email from when I met this, you know, mutual friend. And I emailed my manager like the day after I passed the NCLEX and I was like, hey, really, really aspire to be an L&D nurse. This is how I got your email, this, that, and the other. I just wanted her to see how excited I was to come and work for her. And she's like the nicest lady ever, you know, sent me back an email and explained, oh yeah, you know, we're always looking for people like you, but we don't have any positions for new grads. Like, but once you get your year of experience, like follow up with me and we'll interview you, you know, if we have space. And so of course I'm like, that's my goal, you know? So <laughs> I got a job in the ER and I'm really glad I went that route. Honestly, it would have been fine if I had started out as a new grad and just done labor and delivery, but working in the ER gave me a lot of experience with a lot of different types of patients on yeah, yeah. whole age range, you know, and just, it helped me, I think, prioritize a little bit more because I, I have trouble with prioritizing things in general. So I, I think it really helped me prioritize like which task is more important than, you know, another task. And it helped me with my skills. I'm still really good with IVs because I did them just all the time in the ER and Foley's. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you just do things really, really fast. So I think it was a really, really good base to eventually get into labor and delivery. So throughout that first year in the ED, I emailed my manager a couple other times just to be like, hey, don't forget about me. <laughs> I'm Liesl. Hey, remember, like I sent you that first email. And then eventually when I got my year, like the day of, I sent her another email and yeah, she had a position. She interviewed me and, and hired me and I was just over the moon. So excited. Oh, that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah. You got to bother the shit out of them. So they remember you. I like, know oh, that girl, it's true. She really wants this, you know? Yeah. You have to sometimes be pushy because that's like advice I give to people too. When they ask me like, oh, do you have any tips on becoming a labor and delivery nurse or becoming whatever kind of nurse? And it does make a difference to managers when people are like, I want to come work for you. Like I'm so passionate about this job. It really, yes. really shines through. So, yeah. And I'm sure, you know, people like that stand out to them and it makes them want to hire them because they're like, oh, yeah. they'll probably want to stay here. Stay. If they're like super, super passionate about it. You know, yeah, exactly. So cool. Okay, next question. What do you like most about being a liver and delivery nurse? There's so many things. I'm going to go really general and just say, I just love helping people. I love a good birth where I feel like I really, really helped this mom through her labor or through her C-section. And I was really there for her and we really bonded. I just, there's so many aspects that I love, but in a general sense, I've just always had that kind of personality where I give to people and I just really, really enjoy helping people, especially in these moments where you're really, really vulnerable and you really, really need a lot of help. So that's for sure one of them. And then another one is I really like the adrenaline rush. <laughs> Sometimes it can be really fast paced and you get someone really, really fast. And they come in, you have to do things really fast and they have a baby. And it's just, I do really, really enjoy the kind of adrenaline of it as well. Yes. 
And you know, your job before doing all the hospital stuff was being a server, which is also very much adrenaline. Adrenaline. Yes. So that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, what do you like least about being a labor and delivery nurse? So it's funny because I like the adrenaline rush, but I don't like the adrenaline rush when I'm not comfortable. So my answer to this is emergencies. Yeah. (laughs) Like all of a sudden, if baby's heart rate tanks and I have to run back to the OR really quick, I'll get them back. It'll be fine. But afterwards, I always have to be like, okay, okay. (laughs) Like we're okay. You know, it's just, it kind of just, you know, shakes you up a little bit. So I definitely am not a fan of the super crazy emergencies. I can handle it. It's going to be fine. You're going to be fine. But yeah, that for (laughs) sure is my my least favorite part. A lot of people think it's like the really sad part. You know, you have a a fetal demise come in or you have, you know, something really sad happen. And fetal demise is definitely, that's not my least favorite. I actually really enjoy taking care of those patients because, again, I really enjoy helping people. And I think that is a time in someone's life, you know, unfortunately, if you have to be in that situation where you need a lot, a lot of support and I love providing support to those patients. So that's not on my list. I don't like the emergencies. I don't obviously like the sad parts where something goes wrong that we weren't, you know, none of us were expecting to happen. Like baby goes to NICU unexpectedly, something like that. But yeah, I would say in a general sense, like those quick, fast emergencies that I'm not expecting. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anybody really likes emergencies unless you're a psychopath. Yeah. 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 (laughs) All right. The sound of that baby crying means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. This one's a short and sweet one. This one says, your epidural series gave me so much useful information. I went in feeling so prepared. The L&D staff even commented on how much I knew and understood about the process. Yay. After a 30-hour induction, whew, long time, I pushed for 36 minutes and out came our beautiful baby girl. Thank you so much. And she sent little heart emojis. Do you already know you want an epidural? Make it an informed epidural birth with Birth It Up, the epidural series, an online birth class for mamas that are planning an epidural birth. Most online birth classes are either geared for mamas that want to go natural or they're super generic. What gives? Seriously. (laughs) We know that childbirth education leads to a more positive birth experience, so a birth class that suits your specific needs only makes sense. Get educated about the entire birth process from your first contraction through your hospital stay after birth. Learn how to manage the pain of labor before your epidural is placed. Discover the benefits, potential side effects, and what to expect from your epidural placement and erase every ounce of unknown and fear surrounding your birth. Birth It Up, the epidural series will leave you feeling confident and in control for the big day. Learn more at mommylabornurse.com slash epidural birth. That's mommylabornurse.com slash epidural birth. Okay. What is your labor and delivery superpower? I would say, even though I'm, I'm a little bit of a spaz, on Instagram and even on the podcast, I'm pretty darn good at being really, really calm Mm -hmm. under pressure or being really, really calm and like 
being really, really calm, if someone's freaking out, I can calm someone down pretty quick. Yeah. I feel like that's definitely my superpower and just calming a room. So they often give me the patience. (laughs) Well, not always, but sometimes they'll give me patients that are a little bit like anxiety driven, you know, because I feel like I do stay really, really calm and I can calm a room very, very well. Yeah. And that is an awesome skill to have because that's something I don't have. And I really, <laughs> really wish I did because it's like super, super important. Yeah, to just it stay is. Calm. Yeah, it is. It sure. is. Yeah. I mean, sometimes if I'm going through something, it's hard for me to stay calm with my whatever I'm going through. But yeah. if someone else is like freaking out, I'm pretty good at being like, girl, it's okay. You know, it's going to be fine. Like, you know, and just like talking them through it. And it really depends on the patient. You know, some people really like that, you know, you know, that kind of voice. And some people need that, like in your face, it's going to be okay. You know, like the, the more intense kind like, not (laughs) you're going to do this. I don't, but that sounded bad, but like, you know, sometimes at the very end, they're like, I can't look, I can't look. And it's like, instead of the, it's like, no, you got it. Like, it's going to be fine. This is what we're going to do. You know, so I've always been good, I think, at reading people. And I think that's probably where that skill kind of comes from is because I'm good at reading the situation and calming them down if they need to calm down or like matching their energy too, if they need to match their energy, you know? Yeah, that's super important in birth. I feel like they really want you know, some people prefer different things and just matching their energy and kind of reading them is a really great thing to have. Yeah. Okay. Next question. What might you be doing if you weren't a labor and delivery nurse? I think I would have either gone the teaching route because I love teaching or I don't know. I think I would probably just, I want to say I would probably just be another type of nurse, but Yeah, I would probably go some sort of teacher route, Mm -hmm. whether it's like in school or I'm teaching in some other sort of profession, like I'm working for a company and I'm in the teaching department doing something. I just, I really enjoy teaching. So I think that's where I would have gone. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense because mommy labor nurse is all about teaching Teaching. people. And exactly. Yeah, I could definitely see you being a teacher for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What are you doing when you're not working in the hospital or working on mommy labor nurse stuff? Yeah. So I hang out with my kids and my family and my husband a whole lot. I really enjoy like doing research on things and like doing little (laughs) house projects around the house, or I'm really into like my plants right now and just trying to take care of my plants my one is not doing so well. (laughs) But yeah, I've always been the kind of person where I'll get some sort of weird hobby and get really obsessed with it and just dive deep into it. Like right now it's my plants. It's been mommy labor nurse for the past four years. So even though that doesn't really answer the question because, you know, it's on mommy labor nurse stuff. I mean, mommy labor nurse is sometimes my hobby too. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I think the answer is spending time with my family, hanging out with my husband, doing household kind of projects. If I have some sort of hobby going on, like doing that sort of stuff, hanging out with my friends. I mean, I have friends that I like to hang out with on the weekends and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. I mean, I'm not, there's not like some crazy weird hobby that I have that I do all the time, I guess. (laughs) Pretty normal. (laughs) Skydiving. Yeah. (laughs) 
Yeah, and I see you a lot on Pinterest, so I know you. I love Pinterest, like organizing stuff and plant stuff, and I love Pinterest house stuff. Yeah, yeah, Pinterest is awesome. It's so relaxing to me. That is what I like to do before I go to bed: is just look at Pinterest with my blue light glasses on. I have my iPad in my bed, but I have my little blue light glasses on, so it doesn't, you know. What? What is that? Blue light glasses? Yeah. You don't know what blue light glasses are? No, does it protect you from like the screen light? Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? I didn't yeah, know because that was blue light, blue light is supposed to affect you know the way that you sleep and stuff. So you're not supposed to be on your phone or watch TV or you know be in front of a screen for a certain amount of time before you go to bed. So I try to put my little blue light glasses on a few hours before I go to bed. <laughs> I mean, does it help? I mean, I sleep okay, so I guess, but it makes me feel better that I have my little blue light glasses on and I'm doing my Pinterest before bed. (laughs) That's so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I had not heard of blue light glasses before, (laughs) so that's a new one for me. (laughs) Good to know. Okay. Next question. Who tolerates your crazy schedule? Everyone in my life, I think. (laughs) Yeah. My husband, for sure tolerates it and my kids, you, my family, I have a lot of support, which is really, really nice. And it makes things flow a lot easier. So yeah, everybody (laughs) has to tolerate my schedule, tolerates my schedule. (laughs) Yeah. And it's really nice. Also like our mom, they have a very flexible schedule. So it's really They're retired and just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice. We have a lot. My in-laws live about the same 10 minutes, you know, from me and our parents live about 10 minutes. So we always have help with the kids. If we need help with the kids, we're very lucky in that sense. But yeah, I have a lot of help and a lot of people who, who tolerate, (laughs) tolerate the schedule. Tolerate sometimes is a bad word. I would say like support, support the schedule. Exactly. Yeah. That's a better way of saying it for sure. Okay. This is the last question. Okay. What are three fun facts about yourself? So before I got on this episode, I was Googling fun facts about yourself. Like, (laughs) what do I even answer to this question? (laughs) And so I just could not think of anything. So I was Googling this, but I came up with three. Okay. So my first one is I have an extremely irrational fear of butterflies. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which is like, it's embarrassing to say, and it's weird. And I know everybody (laughs) listening is like, what? But yeah, it's not that I can't see them like, like I can like draw a butterfly and like not be freaked out. You know, I can see butterflies that are cartoon, like kind of butterflies. But even like on TV, when you see like Walter loves bugs, which is really, really weird, actually, that he loves bugs. And I hate bugs. <laughs> but the other day he was watching like a little National Geographic thing on bugs and they had butterflies on there. And I'm like, oh, like it just I don't know. It just freaks me out. And yeah, it's something about I don't even it's again, an irrational fear, an irrational like, uh, like, like I just yeah a big butterfly outside and I'm like oh my god it's just so weird I know it's you guys probably think I'm the weirdest person ever like it's you know I actually strange it's more common than you think because I've heard of other people saying they're afraid of butterflies it's something with like 
their weird, unexpected flying pattern and like just wings in the air. It's just like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Even when I see a butterfly like on the ground that's dead, that like their wings, it like (laughs) freaks me out. I don't know. It's like I get the creepy crawly kind of feeling. And I had to really, really try hard to suppress this because I don't want to like Okay, I'm not going to scream and run away, okay? It's not that. I just kind of like tense up and I'm like, oh God, don't get away from me. You know, like I just kind of close my eyes. But I have to really suppress it sometimes when I'm around the kids because I don't want the kids to be like, I mean, Walter knows that mom has an issue. Like mom's kind of weird. She just doesn't (laughs) like butterflies. She knows that. But I don't want to be afraid of that or, you know, I mean... I don't want to be afraid of butterflies and him see me freak out about butterflies and then him think like, oh my God, they're really scary. Obviously it's been fun because he loves butterflies and he loves bugs and it, I've done a good job so far, I guess. But yeah, I've definitely had to suppress it in times like that where I'm around the kids and I'll see one or like in public. <laughs> it would be embarrassing if I was just like, oh my God, we got to leave. You know, <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. But yeah, this creepy, crawly, like weird phobia, irrational phobia. Are you scared of them when they're caterpillars or it's no. just butterflies? Okay. No. no, it's the flying, something with a flying. Okay. I can deal with birds. Well, birds are fine. Yeah. Birds are fine. Well, just don't ever go in the butterfly house at the oh. science museums because that'll be worst your nightmare. worst nightmare. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What's your next fun fact? My next fun fact is that I can say the alphabet backwards very, 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 very fast. Do it. Z-Y-X-W-V-U-T-S-R-Q-P-O-N-M-L-K-J-I-H-D-F-E-D-C-B-A. <laughs> can you do that? Not a chance. <laughs> like, could you say it backwards slow, though? Not a chance. Really? <laughs> no. I would have to look at it in writing and, like, rate it off because I could so not. Funny. It would take me, like, 10 minutes to do, but... I don't know why I learned how to do that when I was little, but I did. And it was some weird thing that's always stuck in my brain. And I can say it in like five seconds. That's funny. So yeah, yeah, that's number two. Uh My last one is I have never met another person named Liesl in real life. I've never like shook hands with another Liesl. I've heard plenty of people say when they hear my name, oh, I had a friend named Liesl or oh, my sister's middle name is Liesl or, oh, you know, this person. So it's always been secondhand, but I've never actually met another person named Liesl in my life. And that's something that is on my bucket list still to do. Yeah. I was going to say, you need to add that to your bucket list because you definitely need to meet someone named Liesl one day. Oh yeah. For sure. (laughs) Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I guess that's it, right? That's it. (laughs) Thanks, Jen, for hopping on with me for this fun little episode. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and letting me be a part of your motherhood journey. It is truly an honor. 
If you like what you heard, don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And I love hearing what you guys think of the podcast. So if you're liking what you hear or you have a suggestion, I'd be so grateful if you'd go ahead and leave me a review wherever you're listening to help more mamas just like you find the show. What do you think? Are you starting to feel a little more confident about your pregnancy and birth? Well, if you want more, be sure to head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast for today's show notes and a library of episodes so you can keep getting educated before your upcoming birth. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the blog and learn about our online birth classes. Find it all and more over at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. See you next week. Same time, same place.